up, Team Female? Welcome to Female Political Strategy. Female first, female forward, politically non-binary. I'm Ro. I'm Lilith. And I'm Elle. And today we're going to read an article called Too Many Men, China-India Battle with the Consequences of Gender Imbalance. Subtitle, In the World's Most Populous Nations, Men Outnumber Women by 70 Million. Both countries are trying to come to grips with policies that created this generation of gender imbalance. So when I read this article the first time, it's written in a way that's meant to be sad. But I was just dying laughing at all these, the fact that misogyny has backfired so spectacularly, you know, it's like, <laughs> duh, like women are objectively more valuable than men, right? And so by getting rid of women or committing female infanticide, sex selective abortions, and so on, I know this is a serious topic that's like obviously harmed a lot of people, but it's like so self-defeating. It's like shooting yourself in the foot. It's like, why would you throw out all the most valuable things or people like? There's some like morbid irony to this because it's like, uh, you know what nature wants? Yeah, well, fuck that one in particular. No more women, just men. And let's work with that and see what happens. And they're like, wait, what? Like, if you don't have women, you also run out of men. Never saw that coming. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> like some preference as like a cultural thing just doesn't make any sense to me. And it's a thing in almost every country. Like, even countries like Canada or the US have surprisingly high rates of sun preference. But anyways, I'm, I'll just jump into the article. Unless, or sorry, unless you have something else you'd like to say. No, I just think it's like a very hilarious thing that, you know, the future came to bite them. Yeah, the exactly. So jumping into the article. Nothing like this has happened in human history. A combination of cultural preferences, government decree, and modern medical technology in the two world's largest countries, or the world's two largest countries, has created a gender imbalance on a continental scale. Men outnumber women by 70 million in China and India. The consequences of having too many men now coming of age are far-reaching. Beyond an epidemic of loneliness, the imbalance distorts labor markets, drives up savings rates in China, and drives down consumption artificially inflate certain property values, and parallels increases in violent crime, trafficking, or prostitution in a number of locations. So, I mean, yeah, like, when there's a surplus of men, like, men are a detriment <laughs> to society. Obviously, when you have more of them, your society is going to be worse. I think it's a proportional thing. If you have too many men, like, violence is going to increase because of like comp because men are competitive and they compete for women and the competition can turn deadly. Or they that's just have too much it. fucking free time. Like, that's the thing. Like, idle men, men who don't have, like, things to keep <laughs> them busy. Society needs men to be busy in order to function, right? This is why I'm against UBI for men. I think women should get UBI, universal basic income. But if we gave UBI to men, most of them would become neats and would be probably terrorists. They'd probably become, become terrorists. Oh, oh, neats. Do you know What's what a neat? neat is? Oh, no. Please no. inform her, love. <laughs> oh, not in employment, education, or training. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so a neat is basically a neat is like a mega incel. A mega incel is an acronym for not in employment, education, or training. So they're just stay at home sons, like we like to call them. <laughs> they don't do anything. <laughs> They just are parasites. They just play Vidya and eat chicken tendies. <laughs> oh my god. A stay at home There's a son? whole subreddit dedicated to neats that we dragged on FDS a few weeks back. But it's basically guys that just... One of my favorite bonus content episodes, by the way. One of my favorite. Yeah. So they have nothing to do. They don't do anything. They don't apply themselves to any type of education or training or anything that would make them financially independent or not social liabilities or economic liabilities. All they do is like play video games, watch porn, harass women on the internet and contribute nothing of value to society. Oh my God. So they're wasting yeah, oxygen. Yeah, they're just like a waste of resources. So they're wasting yeah. oxygen. That's like, so that's basically China and India's future. There's going to be at least 35 million of those guys. Yeah. Just sitting around. <laughs> Neat. Yeah, because there's literally not enough women to even compete for. And like, part of me just wants to channel Jordan Peterson, even though he's like a human word salad to me, <laughs> where he's like, a man, it's not immediately clear to me. <laughs> exactly. Where, you know, men need purpose. They need to do yeah, something. Because when they don't have something to do, Canada's greatest expert, huh, Lilith? <laughs> <laughs> 
you know what? Some people do say like, oh my gosh, you sound just like Jordan Peterson right now. I don't like Jordan Peterson and I don't listen to him. We came to these ideas separately. This is a convergent evolution thing. (laughs) Not all Canadians are the same. Not all Canadians are the same. We've all seen like what men are like when they have too much free time, right? Like they just immediately channel their energy into destructive things. Like they need to be made to be constructive or they're destructive. That's it. They need to have a purpose or else they destroy things, right? That's just how it is. Oh my God. So, okay. So I just realized needs are not even like people that are unemployable. It's employable people that are opting they out. They refuse to work. They just don't want to work. Yes. They don't want to. Uh- <laughs> so they make like Doreen the dog walker yeah. look good. I mean, even Doreen's a little bit more employed than some of the needs on the subreddit, but yeah. Yeah. She's a part time dog Imagine walker. worse than Doreen the dog walker. Yeah. Even worse. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's uh, yo, my day could have gotten better, but it chose not to. Doreen's like an aspiring neat though, because they were complaining about the 20 hours a week dog walking. And it turns out they really only did 10. <laughs> the number keeps shrinking. So they're not on any type of road to financial independence anytime soon. So <laughs> yeah, so India and China is going to be like a nation of neats, honestly, like partially there. They're already of marriageable age. Like those men are already fucking shit up. So anyways, back to the article. Those consequences are not confined to China and India, but reach deep into their Asian neighbors and distort the economies of Europe and the Americas. Barely recognize the ramifications of too many men are only starting to come into sight. In the future, there will be millions of men who can't marry, and that could pose a very big risk to society, warns Li Zhuzhou, a leading demographer at Jian Jiotong University in Jian Shangzi province. I apologize to all the Chinese people. I probably butchered that. I did my best, but yeah. One thing I do want to contextualize while you're reading this is that this is an actual like Chinese. It's written in for Chinese audience or by Chinese. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like Chinese journalism. It reads very like sentimental rather than like fact driven, neutral, objective journalism. Like it'll be very overt in how you should feel about this. So that's why it sounds very like poor man, poor penis having people like they kind of like tell you how to feel about what it is. It's not working. So. Reading this article, it's written in a way... Spoiler alert, they're not good at it. (laughs) It's propaganda. Yeah, it's like written in a way like we're supposed to be sad and I'm just laughing at them. I'm just like, ha, suffer, scrote. (laughs) It's very like flowery. Like I'm looking at this picture and all their sad sack faces and all I want to do is like bust out in the belly laugh. (laughs) (laughs) The way they're like lined up, like, oh man, look at me and my three knees. (laughs) I feel bad for the moms in this situation, okay? Except for the- looks the saddest of all in this picture. The mom fucked up. (laughs) Oh, we're going to get to her. Okay, we're going to get to her. So out of China's population of 1.4 billion, there's nearly 34 million more males than females, more than the entire population of Malaysia, who will never find wives and only rarely have sex. (laughs) So are they like trying to set us up to feel bad for like those dudes that are asking for bobs and vaginas? Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) Is that is that what they're doing? Like, and that's why <laughs> Rumi sends you requests for Bob's Indigestion. A lot of these guys will end up like sex trafficking. Here's another reason why I feel zero compassion for these men is because a lot of them will end up sex trafficking women from other countries, right? Like, there's so many women in like m- neighboring Asian countries who get kidnapped by these fucking by traffickers and sold to these men. It's fucked up. But anyways, have you heard that song? Hi, dear. Can you open up your cloth? Can you send me nice pic of your Bob's? Send Bob's. <laughs> You're so beautiful. No. Show me your vagina. No. <laughs> no. Hello, I love that Okay, I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> okay, okay. I love that. Oh, was that PewDiePie? Uh, not PewDiePie, but another uh, Benjamin Ivy, I think. He's another like internet, uh, just like jokester internet comedian, but he has a really, really like funny song where he sings all of the bo- like send Bob's and Vagine comments underneath uh, public, public pictures on Facebook, et cetera. And it's really hilarious. Oh my gosh. Okay. So China's official one-child policy in effect from 1979 to 2015 was a huge factor in creating this imbalance as millions of couples were determined that their child should be a son. Why? Again, I don't understand this. Like, 
I guess, okay, yeah, there's like the explanations like a girl's supposedly cost more money, I guess, because there's like dowry and also just women's lives are just seen as fundamentally less valuable and it's like the man's name and like legacy and stuff. But if your son is a scrote, he's not going to carry on your legacy or he's going to do it in an embarrassing way. If you have one son and he sucks, as men are tend to do when they're idle, your legacy will just be driven into nothing, right? Yeah, and let's be clear, I feel like that's more likely to happen if you do have a son, because everybody that I know that had any type of inheritance, including my family, it was the men that fucked it up. Yeah. They spent it on dumb shit or gambled it away or something. Yeah, same in my family. Like, the women would take the money and, like, have a business or, you know, any intergenerational wealth in my family that was inherited by women was preserved in the family. Any wealth that was inherited by men, except for, like, one male family member, the rest of them squandered it. So, if you want a legacy, have a daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Men are liabilities. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Men are liability, right? So, you're better off having a daughter and training her to be a badass because women are just naturally constructive. Like we literally create life. Men, I feel, have that more destructive tendency. They need to be made to be constructive. Whereas women are just by default more constructive. Or they just think about the community a little bit more, right? Because I think that's part of it. Like there's like a a learned selfishness that either is like not discouraged or is learned by men at some point. And so they don't think about like the actual impact that they could have on other people if they invested in their family they become takers instead of givers yeah it's one thing to be like oh i just screwed up because i'm a bad business person because that's bad enough because they take risky deals or don't research properly whereas women they and they know this they've done studies that women tend to invest a lot more conservatively and therefore are more likely to preserve the the wealth even though they they may not have the big wins as much as men but then they also don't have like the squander you know the massive losses and men are more likely to have massive losses yeah so it's you know it's it's a gamble with men yeah men are risky right whereas daughters are pretty reliable is my point that's why like you'll find the oldest daughter taking on a parental role rather than the oldest son like oldest sons still very much so act like dependent children whereas the oldest daughter and like a precarious family environment will be the one that's like the reliable one that takes on the third parent or second parent role. Even if she's not the oldest child, like there could be an older son and then a daughter. And it's like whichever daughter is the oldest becomes the oldest, becomes the parentified child. So India, a country that has a deeply held preference for sons and male heirs, has an excess of 37 million males. According to its most recent census, the number of newborn female babies compared to males has continued to plummet even as the country grows more developed and prosperous. The imbalance creates a surplus of bachelors and exacerbates human trafficking, both for brides and possibly prostitution. Officials attribute this to the advent of sex-selective technology in the last 30 years, which is now banned, but in widespread use. Yeah. So on Twitter, I was talking to some women and they're telling me, because my original position on Twitter was like, there are a lot of women, like mothers who have a son preference. And so I was like, honestly, I don't feel bad for those women. Like you reap what you sow kind of thing, you know? Sometimes it's the only thing I'll say about that. Sometimes it's not their fault because of they're under threat, right? That's what I was about to yeah. say is like some of the, a lot of them are forced into it. So again, I don't blame women who are forced into it. Or a lot of the fathers will just like demand an abortion or like treat them very, very badly or torture them literally until they go through with it kind of thing. So I don't blame women like that, but there are women that I've met some of them are very misogynistic and like there are some women who are so heavily invested in patriarchy that they actively perpetuate it so yeah we'll get to the mothers in a bit so in the two countries 50 million excess males are under the age of 20 so they've not even reached their peak yet like this is just she hasn't even yeah peaked yet. it's bad now it's not even the worst it's going to be it's gonna only gonna get worse as these guys under 20 be- get older and of marriageable age. Both nations are belatedly trying to come to grips with the policies that created this male-heavy generation, and demographers say it will take decades for the ramifications of the bulge to fade away. Part one, stagnant lives. And then like the men were like, yeah. bet. <laughs> like they'll they'll start fucking around at like early late I honestly I I think the solution to this is for the men to just pair up with each other. Honest to God, like this is like the greatest time to get to establish like gay rights or like or like a pro at least some kind of pro-social uh male bisexuality or something i don't know maybe not even bisexuality but like some kind of incentive to teach men pro-social relationships with each other so maybe they could do like the male version of golden girls yeah are you suggesting like a bromance like a psa 
bromance is real <laughs> bromance like is a non-gang rapey one you know like ones that yeah that's the problem that's why we never <laughs> encourage like these groups because they turn into incel groups very quickly <laughs> groups of men are yeah that's the thing like groups of angry young disaffected men like that yeah they turn into it's probably gonna be incel group that's yeah. a gang you just created gangs. <laughs> Straight up, like whenever I walk down the street and I see a group of men, I feel in danger, <laughs> right? More so than if I just see one man, right? One man, I'm like, mm, I could probably take him. More than one man, I'm like, no, mm, <laughs> no, I, I'm just praying on their goodwill and grace of God at this point. So, yeah. What do you call it? Creeping men? I don't men? understand all of uh, Chinese Chaos. politics as far as like how the people influence their government. Um, but parts of like India, they don't. Yeah, they don't. Right. Yeah. So parts of India are democratized, though. But my fear is that like in India, the parts are democratized with the surplus of men, they might just make just drink, like the absolute hell on earth types of policies. They're being the most terrifying voting block. Yeah, they're going to be a really terrifying voting block. And this is like this is to like uh, contextualize that we are just making conjectures here. We're not really informed. This isn't a geopolitical like expertise. This isn't coming from anybody's geopolitical expertise, right? We're just making yeah. guesses. We're not experts. We're just like laughing at the consequences of misogyny. I, I don't know. It's like with the little inf- with the information that we're gathering yeah. from this article. So part one: stagnant lives. The growing number of eligible men who cannot find brides has a profound impact on age-old rhythms of family life. Adult sons live with their mothers, in some cases their grandmothers. Indian and Chinese women who showed a market preference for sons are growing old. They're still burdened with cooking and cleaning for their adult sons, and the stress affects Aww. their health. I've cried so much I can't see anymore, says one. Jesus Christ, they can't even cook for themselves? No. I would have been quit if I was their mom. I'd have been like, there's seven of you and you're an adult. Like, why are they? Okay, (laughs) this is why you just don't feel bad for them because they could have been helping her out. So I have a question for the moms of sons in the podcast world that are listening. Help me understand this. Like, is it like a maternal drive to provide for grown ass men? Because this happens on more than one occasion where moms are just like, well, he's still my baby. No, ho, he's not a baby. But they're not like that with their daughters, though. They kick their daughters at the nest really young. Like, yeah, like women are expected to perform ASAP. Like, you're five, you're washing dishes, but like the son, oh no, oh no, no, he's gonna break and he's like 34. Like, uh, please explain, mothers. I I just, I've seen this firsthand. I'm seeing, I don't know. It's like, I I, honestly, I think I've noticed a lot of relationships where the mom has a bad relationship or no relationship or divorced with the father. And so she has her emotional needs met by her son. And it's like a really weird sort of like low key, emotionally incestuous relationship where she sees her son as like a pseudo husband and will be like hostile to I'm talking about my uh, boyfriend's mom, by the way, Um, but she's <laughs> so she am sees I. <laughs> me as like covert incest. Yeah, as yeah, she sees me as like a oh, you're taking my man kind of thing. It's very weird. There's only room for one uh, woman in his life. They're Italian too, so it's like. Mm. Sorry, this is I know. Okay, episode. so I could go on, but anyways article continues the gender imbalance could prompt a crisis of masculinity as traditional roles are upended and males embrace socially regressive stances to prove their manhood says prem chowdhury a researcher and social scientist in new delhi people devalue their masculinity if they remain single they will be declared not men at all the basic function of a man in rural society is to have a family and look after that family in rural areas, men who didn't get married are really marginalized. Even socializing in the village is difficult, says Therese Hesketh, a professor of global health at University College London. These guys are depressed. <laughs> Am I a psychopath for laughing at that? <laughs> They're depressed? No. This is like very culturally important in my culture and like my upbringing because like men are just treated. Ugh, it's just like nothing can go wrong in their life and you know they, they deserve everything in the world they can't get Poor married him. Oh, no. there's something wrong with women <laughs> yeah and like if a woman can't get married it's like what's wrong is your uterus broken yeah like, that's why i enjoy their suffering because i know how much the women there are suffering right so the men deserve to suffer it's only fair <laughs> it's only fair that's <laughs> equality bitch <laughs> anyways quote life is boring and lonely 
so there's a picture here of construction worker Lee Wybin, 30, who's never had a girlfriend. And he's standing in like this disgusting bunk bed room <laughs> for, full of construction workers. Okay, so we're going to le- read what uh, Lee has to say. Lee Wybin has never had a girlfriend. Boys outnumbered girls in the isolated mountain village where he grew up, in the factories where he worked as a teenager, and on the construction sites where he now earns a modest wage. Today, 30 years old, he lives in a bare, stuffy dormitory room with five other men in the city of Dongguan in the Guangdong province. Bunk beds line the walls, cigarette butts carpet the floor. I want to find a girlfriend, but I don't have the money or opportunity to meet them. Damn straight. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, hold on. And then he says, this is Girls my have very high standards. They want houses and cars. <laughs> they don't want to talk to me. <laughs> Die mad, scrote. I have nothing. Why don't they want <laughs> I have nothing. Why don't they want me? <laughs> Why don't they want me? Uh, I'm perfect. That's the thing. When there's not that many women get to have high standards, suck it up, scrote. That's like, again, I, I kind of can't blame him. I blame his parents or his parents' generation. <laughs> so uh, this is supply and demand at work, by the way, and like inflation. So what's happening is the value of man, because there's an abundance of man, Right. And uh, fewer women, the value of man has gone down and thusly inflated. Right. Like as money is inflated when there's mm-hmm. too much of it floating around and no one wants men and uh, men are a burden into society and they're problematic. And now you have to call them so that I mean, <laughs> yeah. have to call- I want to say, you know, the funniest thing. So the suggested article next to this is no country for older men. China's better educated, well-paid women are opting for younger husbands. Damn straight, Queens. (laughs) Yeah. Queen. That sounds about (laughs) right. I mean, men are really, really delusional about the idea that women want to be shacked up like balding pot belly dudes and that that's the natural order of things. Cue Kevin Samuels. Because I have to do one. 20 year olds are like in my inboxes. They can't leave me alone. Is that what women want? <laughs> I have nothing to offer. Why don't they want yeah. me? Oh my gosh. Okay. So girls have very high standards. They want houses and cars. They don't want to talk to me. Good. All the women in China who have high standards, queen, respect you. I respect you. 100%. Okay. Lee's problem is not only that he is poor and struggling to save enough. <laughs> Lee's problem is not only. Try to read with trying to read with face. I can't. Okay. Lee's problem is not only that he is poor and struggling to save enough money to buy a flat of his own, it's that in China there are simply too many men. This is a country where marriage confers social status and where parental pressure to produce grandchildren is intense. Bachelors like Lee are dismissively branded as bare branches for failing to expand the family tree. But as any forester knows, bare branches pose a danger not just to themselves. In Dongguan... <laughs> I hate Chinese journalism yeah. so bad. It, it's not even journalism. It's just faux poetry. It's, it's faux propaganda. Poetry. Like Ugh. That's the thing. It's like information meant to influence your opinion or your perspective. It's literally propaganda. So in Dongguan, where the gender ratio is 118 men to 100 women, Lee says that he's virtually given up hope of finding a girlfriend. He spends his spare time playing games on his phone or accompanying his colleagues to karaoke or for a foot massage. It is just me, he says. Life is boring and lonely. Okay, I'm looking at this picture of him, and he looks pretty rough for 30, honestly. Like, he looks a lot older than 30, but probably because he doesn't wear sunscreen. Third world 30 is very different than first world 30. I'm <laughs> sorry, developing world. Is it de- developing? What is it? I guess being a construction worker in China probably does age you prematurely, understandably. So, And these guys probably smoke. I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah. They probably chain smoke, so... Well, also, breathing air in China is like smoking, so... Yeah, even if you're a non-smoker. So you may as well smoke, I mean, you know, may as well get the nicotine from it, but no kidding. Next part, quote, may you be the mother of a hundred sons. And then there's a picture of Om Pati with her sons from left, Sandeep, Sanjay, and Suresh. So her with her three sons, her three neat sons. So when Om Pati, a farmer's wife in the Indian village of Base in the state of Haryana, was having children, she actually prayed that a sweet-eyed girl bundle would arrive. Instead, she had a son, then another, and another, seven in all. Okay, now I understand this woman's misery, because like she never wanted this life. Yeah. I actually like this mother because she at least wanted a daughter, and it's like, you know, obviously you can't control the sex of the child, right? So I, I have no sympathy for moms who particip- who consciously participate in, like, sex left of abortion, but she obviously didn't do that. So she unfortunately had the misery of having seven sons. I feel for her, honestly. 
So she says her neighbors in the village were overjoyed for her each time a new baby arrived. They rang steel plates so everyone in the neighborhood would know a boy had been born. Damn, imagine being welcomed just because, like, welcomed into the world like that just because you were born with a dick. Like, boys aren't real. That's such bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it should be the opposite. You should be celebrating whenever a girl is born if you don't have that many of them. Jeez, like, it's women who are the rare <laughs> sex. Like, gosh. Anyways, after all, this is a culture where male children are desired above all else to light the Hindu funeral pyre, inherit property, care for aging parents. As the Sanskrit blessing says, may you be the mother of a hundred sons. God, imagine how horrible it would be to be the mother of a hundred sons. Yeah, that sounds like a curse. I don't think that was a blessing. I bet someone read it from the ancient text and assume it was a blessing. But it sounds like a curse. And it was actually like an abject curse. It was probably like a generational. I would take locusts any day. Right. (laughs) I'd literally rather get swarmed by locusts than have a hundred sons, honest to God. So... Sometimes it felt to Om Patti like she was the mother of a hundred sons. She worked from sunrise until night. She consoled herself with the thought that she would one day have daughters-in-law with whom to trade stories and share cooking duties and grandchildren too. But by the time her eldest Sanjay, now 38 and a cook, reached marriageable age, the practice of families in her area sneaking off to larger cities for an illegal sonogram and then an abortion had taken its toll. When she and her husband began seeking matches for arranged marriage, still the norm, there were no suitable brides. The few young women in the village had all married. That is, those who had not left for better opportunities elsewhere. Also queen. Yes, that's the other problem is that you have the women that want to get married and then you have the women that don't want to get married and want to leave the country and get educated somewhere else. So they're really in dire straits. That's the thing. Like I know so many, there are a lot of Indian women I know in Canada who came to Canada because they knew that they would have better opportunities here. And I'm like, honestly, queen, like it shouldn't be like surprising that if your culture is really misogynistic and hostile to women, that women would want to leave. Right. Here's the thing. Like when women leave a community or a culture or a city, the community dies. If you want your community to survive, you need to have women. And in order to have women there, you have to be like a place where women would want to live. You know what I mean? So long story short, if you want your culture to survive, you have to be female friendly. Like, that's just a fact. So these days, Om Pati, now 60, spends her days cooking and cleaning for her husband and adult sons who range from 22 to 38. They gobble up so many rotis, the flat round bread loaves that are a household staple, each one shaped in her calloused hands that she goes through several pounds of flour a day. What is wrong with their hands? Yeah, right? I mean, I just feel bad for her. Like, this is why we we just can't extend any sympathy because like they're working their very elderly mother to the bone and there's seven of them and they have not lifted a finger to help. And like they just watch, right? And that's why I don't feel sad for them. They don't help their mom. They just let her suffer. It's so fucked up. Men seriously do this. And I've witnessed this with my own eyes in my culture where like the boys are literally in the living room. So it's like right now it's the holy month of Ramadan. And I'm not really around family, but historically what would happen is like the girls and the women are, and when I say girls, I mean as young as like elementary school, we're all in the kitchen, slaving away, making food for iftar at sunset. So everybody has a crap ton of food to eat, right? You know how many men help? None. Oh, I'm sure. I lied. They do help. They ask. They're like, what time is the food going to be ready? Will it be ready by sunset? We're all starving here. Did somebody buy the dates? Does anybody need to go get the dates? Like that, the men were so absolutely useless it was like insulting for them to even be there in the first place and then they would eat first so this is triggering a lot of like trauma for me right now (laughs) see there's so many levels of bullshit there yeah like first of all men should make the food and women should eat first um there's so many cultures where women are like malnourished because they don't get enough protein because of course the men eat all the like good shit first and then they let the women eat the scraps after the women make the food like that's insane to me how are women not just like rising up all over the world being like i fucking quit i'm gonna poison your food like so when my okay so interestingly enough what i wanted to add so my when my grandfather was alive um and he passed away before i was born he made it a point to make sure that the women ate first so he was very like female centric in that sense. And my mom was devastated when he died. But when he died, it was actually my grandmother that reinstated the male first male only policies in my culture. So you have these like this Aunt Lydia thing. I think it's a gene. It's like, why? I don't get it. I hated my grandma. Oh my God. She's in, she's in a better place now for other reasons. But yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's real. Like a lot of women actually just perpetuate this amongst men and actually encourage it. I I don't understand why. Is it, you know, divesting their own self-loathing? Yeah, I don't. It's like, that's such a patently unfair system. I'm just, I don't, again, like we did the episode where we talked about like religion and how I don't understand the mentality of believing in God. I don't understand the mentality of like the dynamic of like having women make the food and then men eat first. How do you look at that and not realize that's like patently unfair, right? Like, cause in the West men are still misogynistic, but they're more subtle about it and more gaslighting (laughs) about it, you know? Cause the women like trick them to give them rights. That's why. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's just the women were like it's in your favor if you give us rights and the men were like really yeah you'll get more sex because we'll like be naked and stuff for you and they're like oh yeah sure you can have rights and then that happened but yeah yeah i mean we've got our own set of problems in the west but i feel like what is described in this article for this poor old lady om pati she sounds like she's really i feel i really feel for her like by the way her name om pati if I'm not mistaken, means mother of Pati. That's not even her name, if I'm not mistaken. So in a lot of cultures, your name, once you have a son, turns into mother of so-and-so, and you're not referred to your own name. Oh, so it's like The Handmaid's Tale where you're like Offred or whatever. <laughs> you're not even referred to by your name. Yeah. But instead your husband, you're like, a, that's an Arabic thing too. And if that's not the case in Hindi, that's absolutely the case in like, sorry, in Indian cultures, it's absolutely the case in like um, Arab cultures where like my mother would be called mother of my brother and not her own name or the fact that like I'm her oldest. <laughs> Just processing that information. Like what? <sighs> Why is this still a thing? Oh my god. Okay. Uh, So, next paragraph. No, again, this is right after we learn about Ompati's suffering. (laughs) Wait, oh, actually, no, we didn't. Wait, 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 wait. We didn't finish this, actually. It says she goes through several pounds of flour a day. First of all, yeah, men eat a lot. Like, they're just like. like little vacuum cleaners of food. They eat way too much fucking food. It actually pisses me off how much food men eat. Anyways. And then she says, there is no other option. She says, it's not in our hands. Yes, it is. You can make them do the work, (laughs) sis. Yes, you can. She needs the Gulabi gang. Why are they like... need to call the Gulabi gang for her. Yeah, she needs the Gulabi gang. Like, why is this like scene... Why do they have this like fatalistic attitude of like, this is how it is. This is always how it will be. There's nothing else that we can do differently. (laughs) It just be like that, ma'am. Oh my God. Okay. So next paragraph, quote, no one knows how sad I feel. (laughs) I just love that. It looks like a meme. Like it's okay. Can we just describe this picture? So it's like an Indian guy who looks like the kind of guy that would ask you for like Bob's and Vigen and then like cuss you out in his, in your DMs all by himself. Right. Like he's been messaging you for years. Can I read the subcaption? Okay, it says, Suresh Kumar says the suffocation he feels as a single 35-year-old is palpable. And he's just standing in his, like... And he's on a rooftop. I don't know, driveway or whatever. It, it, a rooftop driveway. God, this, how pathetic is that picture? On, like, a cobblestone. I don't know how to describe it, but... No one knows how sad I feel. Suresh Kumar once dreamed of getting married with a procession through the lanes of Bass, a bride adorned in gold and the kind of ceremony that was once a near universal rite of passage for Indian men. But after one potential engagement fell apart, no other suitable brides could be found. He even went back to his he even went back to earn his high school degree in hopes of being a more attractive suitor. Still no one. Now Kumar is in his mid-30s, long past what is considered marriageable age in India, and is beginning to face a hard truth that a wife and a family won't happen for him. Well, okay, he did better than our neat from our bonus content on FDS. He went back, excuse me, he went back and got his GED. Yeah. So, bravo. I mean. At least he got an education. <laughs> he tried. Too little, too late, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, still no one. Now Kumar is in his mid-30s, long past what's considered, oh, wait, I read that already. Okay. Um. People say, you don't have a wife and children at home to care for. Why are you working so hard? Kumar says, I laugh on the outside, but the pain that I have in my heart, only I know. (laughs) I want to read that again because I enjoyed reading that so much. That sounds like a Bollywood song. I laugh on the outside. That sounds like an an emo lyric. That sounds like something that like (laughs) I'd hear in like My Chemical Romance. Like, 
<laughs> I'm not even going to try to sing it. Like, I laugh on the outside. I, I laugh, laugh on, on the, the outside. outside. <laughs> but only my insides cry. <laughs> so, this is Indian emo. I laugh on the outside. But the pain I have in my heart, only I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying this too much. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Suresh, but... The men themselves are isolated, left out of major family decisions, and subject to ridicule with little in the way of support or mental health services. Worse, in the traditional culture of villages, those who miss out on marriage have no hope of female companionship, dating, or having a girlfriend... Because- no hope of female companionship because dating or having a girlfriend is out of the question. One recent evening, a family threw a rooftop party to celebrate the birth of the boy. Why are you still celebrating the birth of boys at this point? It's clearly part of the problem. Maybe if you celebrate it enough, it gets better. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, parties to welcome girl babies are still so rare. They're covered by the local newspaper. See, that's part of your problems. You don't celebrate. Ha! Suffer. Suffer. Again, suffer. <laughs> like, duh. Before the guests arrived, Kumar huddled in a stairwell nearby, sweating over a cast iron pot, cracking jokes with friends as he fried sweet pancakes for the guests. He likes to cook, he says, but the roll occasionally unbalances him. Wait, what? So he likes to cook, but what? Like, does it make him feel like less of a man? Is that what does he mean by unbalance? Or, anyways, this is what I find crazy is like, Om Pati's son, one of her sons is a cook, and yet, why is he not helping her make? flatbreads because I, I don't want to break my work home mom yeah like all of these <laughs> men know how to cook it's just they make the woman do it like why i don't get it okay and why isn't the mom making them like okay during a harvest festival last year his mother was delayed in another town so kumar was left to prepare the pancakes on his own as he flipped the cakes in the bubbling oil he grew teary-eyed thinking of how there was no wife and kids to eat the treats he was making with a wife, he says, there'd be someone to make tea for me, to tell me when to take a bath. <laughs> we, <laughs> I'll get to that pit in that. We don't have much value as unmarried men in this society. Everyone thinks, what problem does this man have? What is lacking in his family? What is lacking in him? First of all, facts. Like, yeah, if a man is unmarried, there's something wrong with him. So that's a correct belief to have. Secondly, um, yes, un- I love that unmarried men don't have any value in society. I think that's also a correct belief to have. What I don't understand is if those are the beliefs that you have, why does it not then follow to be like, oh, we should make more women to marry these men so that the men have value? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's not adding up, right? <sighs> this is just a very overwhelming thing for me right now. I am a ignorant white person reading this full disclaimer obviously uh now you can't be offended at anything i say (laughs) (laughs) sorry the woke clause has been invoked so uh yeah yeah my the ignorant white person clause has been invoked god so it's like the counter woke so like i no i'm not offended it's just like you know when you just lived through it it's like okay have you guys seen what was it dd is it real housewives what's the black one Oh, I don't watch Real Housewives. I see. I don't watch Real Housewives. Nay, 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 nay. Okay, so Nene. oh yeah, n- yes. Homegirl. She goes into her friend's place, and like her friend is since like downgraded. She lost her like very rich husband, and now lives like a normal life that you and I would live, right? And Nene, who's like a multimillionaire and has been bougie for like the last two thirds of her life, she goes to her house and she looks around. She's like, "You live like this," and it's like a modest apartment, like middle class and she's like oh my god this is so ghastly i can't believe i can't believe i saw this like she's not doing well she needs our help and then you know what she's like shocked about that she had white appliances right and she's like white appliances you live like this so all that to say is like lilith only the poors have white appliances so lilith like your commentary on my like on all of this and you're like oh my god you live like this i'm like yeah homegirl lived like this (laughs) so sorry (laughs) no don't apologize don't apologize i think it's hilarious no no lilith like it's fine perspective okay we should all be able to laugh at life like god i think this whole shit is like a comedy it's universal cosmic comedy please laugh (laughs) thank you okay i'm like oh god i'm like 
Again, that's the, the, you know what, actually, that's probably correct that that's the energy that I have right now. You live like this. Live like this. Yeah, this is just normal for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. It is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could laugh with you. (laughs) Yeah. And then, okay, third thing that I want to roast in this paragraph is like, he needs to be told by a woman to take a bath. that's why no one wants to marry you is because you're fucking don't bathe unless a woman tells you to that's your problem you're a neat right just want to add one thing in japan you know what the name is for neats like the actual japanese term for it it's a parasite single it's parasite shinguru like literally a parasite single it's a single person that lives with their parents beyond late 20s or early 30s to enjoy a more carefree and comfortable life Oh my god. Okay, and that it's a cognate. <laughs> okay, fourth thing. Fourth thing about this paragraph that I want to roast is like when he says he's supposedly emotional, but then he says what he wants in a woman. He's like, I want a woman to make tea for me and tell me when to take a bath. And so he's not even saying <laughs> so he's not even being like, Oh, I'm I'm sad that I'm making this alone. I would love to have a family to share these desserts with, you know, and have some like nice like family bonding moments with my wife and kids like you know that would be like a okay like i would actually kind of feel bad for him if he said that but he's like no i want a servant to make me tea and i want like a nanny to tell me when to bathe like yeah that's how they see the role of a woman is like a servant nanny our mommy mcbang made basically yeah it's just like undefeated in its characterization of what these guys want mommy mcbang made <laughs> yeah exactly so we're not done yet, ladies. There's still a lot left, actually. So we might just make this a, more, a multi-parter. This, this might be a two-parter. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just get through part one. But wait, there's more. We're going to Billy Maze this one. <laughs> yeah, but wait, there's more. So evenings are the loneliest times when the village folds into itself. Minders return with their cows from the pond, smoke wafts from the evening meals. School children still in their plaid school uniforms play in the uneven lanes. Kumar shuts himself in his room. I watch TV, romantic movies sometimes, Kumar says. What can I do? It's up to me then. What I feel inside stays inside. Clearly not, because you're fucking telling everybody about how lonely and sad you are. It's not, it's clearly not staying on the inside. They probably complain about it endlessly. It wasn't supposed to end up this way. When he was in high school, he had a brief romance with a classmate, a beautiful 17-year-old, tall and slim, with two braids that reached down her back. Even now, he cannot speak of her without singing a few bars of an Urdu love song. I looked for her on Facebook just yesterday. He says, send Bob, send a jean. No, okay. <laughs> 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 oh, man. That's the thing. This is the guy who's looking you up on Facebook. The plight of like Bob's and Virgin. Like, can we just name the episode that? The plight of Bob's and Virgin. <laughs> You're so beautiful. Show me your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? This is making me realize, like, what if all those guys asking us for Bob's and Vagine, what if they were on Facebook to look up the girl that they loved in high school, the one that got away, and then saw that she's married with kids and stuff, and he's like, okay, never mind, I guess I'll settle for some random Western girl in Canada or the US. That's a lot of uh, credit there. Is that the backstory? No, I- I'm just trying to come up with, like, a villain origin story for these guys, you know? Uh, there were no daughters. Yeah. And there's no women in society. Uh, yeah. But the tryst was discovered. The parents put a stop to it, and his classmate eventually married someone else. Kumar's, fa- first of all, haha, <laughs> queen. Anyways, Kumar's family wasn't able to find any other suitable prospective brides for him. We feel it, but this is a problem in every house, says his mother, Bima, sitting with her son after the party in the dimly lit courtyard of the modest house where they live. Sometimes Kumar says the suffocation he feels is palpable. You know when there's no wind and a plant is sitting there and the leaves are not moving? That's how the man feels. You're just stationary. I'm sure he thought that would be way deeper, but it's just like, he's just a plant that's just not moving because there's no wind. (laughs) All right, do we want to wrap up here? So we're going to look at part two, and I think there's a part three in this as well in a future episode, but a couple comments about this article. One, I get the impression, because they've said this repeatedly throughout the article, that it's not just that the men have nothing to offer, but it's that there's not enough men or that there's not enough women. Sorry. Like they keep trying to pass it off. Like, Oh, no matter how hard these guys work or what they do, they're never going to get rich enough to meet the standards of these women kind of thing. And like, cause there's not enough uh, women to marry them. Right. I feel like this is a great opportunity for men to 
compete with each other to be the best possible man. This is an opportunity to separate the wheat from the chaff, right? Like, let the cream rise to the top. The women will marry the best quality men. And then the neats will just not reproduce. That's probably for the best. So the thing is, that would require them to look at themselves as the problem, which they refuse to do, right? (laughs) Because that would require them to be like, I should improve myself to be more attractive to women. Instead, it's like, women have too high a standards nowadays. And that's why I'm afraid of the political ramifications, because I think they're much more likely to turn to the government to like somehow force women into roles they don't want to be. And you're actually already seeing some of that in China. And, and Korea. Korea. South Korea, they just had an election. Yeah, that's another one. Um, but but China actually was uh, at one point keeping tabs in a list of uh, birthing age women in the country and then putting out initiatives encouraging these women to marry, even the ones that they were calling, quote, Christmas cakes because they were on they were, uh, out too long. So Christmas cakes are, are uh, is a name for women who are unmarried at past a certain age. And those women, when they interview them, all of the media that interviews these quote Christmas cakes, they don't want to be married. They're fully aware that it's a a market that favors them in China right now, and they don't give a shit. So the Chinese government has taken to trying to pressure them in other ways. So that's why I'm a little bit nervous, even though as we're like laughing at it, is that like this could really have really bad political implications for the women of the future generations, because now they're just going to be a large, angry voting block in India. And then in China, like, I, you know, however, they have their relationship with their government. It's a totalitarian state, so they can monitor your internet activity. They can like, there's so many ways that they can force these women into getting married and like into subservience yes some kind of sex i don't even want to say the word marriage it seems like more like sexual subservience right they will never say the men are the problem they will always say that the women should be forced somehow to accommodate how shitty they are (laughs) Yeah. yeah like i feel like they'd have more success if they told the men like hey you know, there's not a lot of women. You got to like, you're the problem. Yeah. You're the problem. I feel like this is like, am I the drama? <laughs> well, it's that this is such a great opportunity for men to stop being shit and to like have a motivation, an external motivator to improve. And they're just, again, it's just going to be a missed opportunity, right? I'm terrified for women in China, especially for how like the totalitarian government is going to force them to breed essentially against their will. And I'm terrified for women in India as well um, because of, again, it's a democracy and it's terrifying to think of all these needs being an actual like political influence on society. Like both forms of government are equally terrifying to me for women. So yeah, that was a fun episode, but this end bit uh, commentary bit, that was a bummer. So sorry, ladies, but (laughs) it's, it's, it's hard to not, I mean, it's funny, but then you're like, okay, everything in this article is, incredibly sympathetic to the men to a ridiculous degree and they haven't to an undeserved degree yeah an undeserved degree, and they haven't like there's no writing to hear that like counteracts that like maybe these guys just suck and maybe they should be doing something else it's just entirely like everything everybody should feel sorry for us creating a victim narrative and we know how incels like act once they have a, a victim narrative to, ha- to hold on to then it becomes the government needs to redistribute women you know yeah <laughs> redistribute women there's actually a, a funny like uh was it joe rogan jordan peterson because jordan peterson essentially suggests like redistributing women and then uh, <laughs> joe saw. rogan's like wait what um i, I saw that and I, I posted on my twitter and I, oh yeah yeah you tweeted that so jordan peterson is a capitalist in the streets and a socialist in the sheets because he's one of those guys that thinks survival of the fittest and less uh, and that uh, free choice free market unless it comes to women's free choice and free market then suddenly oh for the stability of society and for families you got to force women to pick these guys that's crazy (laughs) that's another thing i find men are all about personal responsibility when it comes to women like oh you shouldn't have had a kid if you can't afford it kind of thing you should have taken personal responsibility blah 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 that's why abortion should be illegal but they're all about collectivism when it comes to men's penis wants like yeah the government needs to redistribute women or we should ban birth control so that women are forced to breed or whatever you know like they're all about government intervention when it's women shouldn't be allowed to reject yeah yeah they're all about government intervention when it benefits men they're all about being laissez-faire when it's something that would benefit women so with that i I guess like on the up note though you know cockroaches you know being the bad underbelly of society those issues the situations those people you have to shine the light on the problem and so by talking about it be it like comedy and sometimes like humor is a coping mechanism for difficult subjects and feelings and uh i think laughing about it helps us broach this very difficult and somber issue 
a little bit lightheartedly, but also just to shine a light to something that most people aren't consciously thinking about in our part of the world, right? This isn't, this is two thirds of the world living like this. This isn't just like, oh, two small countries, third world somewhere else. It's two of the largest populated countries in the world, which has a significant impact on the rest of us. So it's worth noting, um, ignore the levity. It's really just to have a discussion about the subject and keep it interesting at the same time without it's going to be 35 to 50 million, right? I've seen as low as 35 and as high as 50 million surplus men. So you're talking several states worth, right? The, the entire population of Texas is like 30 million-ish. I love Americans' tendency to compare things to American things. Like, <laughs> oh, this is... That's all we know, bro. Like, if you're talking about distances, they'll be like, this is 17 football fields long. And I'm like, me and Canadian, I'm like, what is a football field length? I have no idea. That's because we don't do the metric system. <laughs> yeah. Lilith, can I share something with you? We immigrants are also just as confused because I have no idea. Like, I don't innately have an understanding of the size of a football field. So. Yeah. Things I still don't understand. <laughs> like, that's not a unit of measurement in my brain that my brain understands. So, you know, they'll, or they'll be like, this is like a... It's like driving from Philly to Missouri twice. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. This would be like flying from LA to New York three times or something. I'm like, why is everything like the Americans are so American centric. It's hilarious and adorable. <laughs> because we have our own uh, system of measurement. Yeah. So we don't use the metric system. So when an, all you metric system people start talking all that, we're like, okay, what is that in American? What is that? This is America. Unless you're in the drug world. Unless you regularly buy, sell, or like are in the drug business, you're like, I know what the fuck a gram is. Go, bro. Yeah, we have no concept of what a kilometer is. So <laughs> we, have to, we have to relate it to something yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> My, I don't even spatially aware. And if you told me what kilometer is, I'd be guessing. I'd be like, I don't know. Is that like three yards or what? Like, <laughs> I think it's a little bit smaller than a mile. It's like a third of a mile. Honestly, I'm just guessing. It's yardage. It's closer to the yardage. I would be typing that shit in Google conversion so bad because I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so I wanted to say like to all the scrotes in India and in China, improve yourself, stop being a piece of shit and, you know, maybe stop being, maybe like, don't be like, oh, I have poor and nothing to offer. Why don't women want me? Like, don't be like that. Like just either like work to improve yourself to become the sort of man that a woman would want to marry or just accept your fate and stop being a scrote. Like those are your two options. Uh, just being sad about it. Just being like, oh, poor me. Like, uh, I just want you to know I actively enjoy your suffering. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening, Team Female. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash female political strategy and our Facebook in the link below and our Twitter at female political. See you all next week. Mm-hmm.